Hi everybody, welcome to this week's edition of Garbage Time. This is the fourth installment of Garbage Time here on the 48 Minutes Network, our Monday morning spectacular to catch you up on the weekend basketball news and games. Tim Daniel here representing 48MinutesNetwork.com with my man 100 Grand, Mr. Ben Brown. What's up, buddy? Hey man, doing well. I'm excited to talk some NBA basketball once again this week. Had some exciting games and some exciting news, so I'm ready to go, brother. Yeah, man, it was a... A good weekend where um, the Cavaliers looked like they were from another planet again. They just had one of those games where they just couldn't miss, it looked like. And when LeBron James gets some help, obviously, things are different. And then right now, we have the Warriors just doing the Warriors thing. They got a little pissed off the Rockets won that game the way they did Wednesday night, I'm guessing. And they just were not having it today. It's through three quarters. It is 88-67 to Warriors. Now, normally I don't like to record during games, but this one's basically a wrap. Mm-hmm. So I think we can go ahead and do this week's episode. Uh, yeah, this one's this one's over. <laughs> <laughs> this one's over <laughs> for sure. So catch you up on some stuff real quick. One, uh, garbage time is a part of the Forty Eight Minutes Network. RSS feed so you can check out this show and Forty Eight Minutes with myself, Sean Mackey, and Alex Derrickson every Friday. Uh, which we normally record that on Wednesdays, and that will be all in this same feed. So if you are on Apple Podcasts, slash iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, please be so kind to give us a nice five-star review. Also, 48MinutesNetwork.com is where you can check out all the news and updates coming up throughout the world and our and our, our shows and also our articles that we occasionally write that we're hopefully going to be working on writing a lot more. Who knows? Maybe we'll have a new website. That's the plan. So... That is enough of the housekeeping there. Um, I just don't know what's going on with Court Stormers because we're all crazy busy there. Gosh, I have so many shows. I don't know what to keep up with. I'll tell you what, man. You sound like you've read that several times. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that thing just kind of flows. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alex does it normally on 48 Minutes, and it's like, oh, okay, yeah. So, Benny, um, let's pick up – well, actually, real quick like, thing I want to get in before we get to the NBA talk. Shout out to – the Las Vegas Golden Knights, the expansion NHL team going to the Stanley Cup, which Man, apparently, wow. it's apparently not the first time that's happened. I don't know how that's possible. The St. Louis Blues apparently did it in 67, I think it was. I like, saw that. Yeah, how does that, what? How does that happen twice? Um, yeah, when they when they threw that stat out there, I was kind of shocked that it had happened before. I know. Um, but Not that it's not cool. No, it's not. I mean, it's amazing. Uh, I mean, for a team, to, it's it's almost like if you remember um, in baseball, uh, was it the Marlins that were like within like it took them like a year or two, but we're we're playing in the World Series. I think they were four uh, years old. Yeah, was it four years? Like, it, I mean, it was fairly quick. But I mean, even still, like when you think about that, I mean, even four years, you're like, man, that's a quick. That's a quick, yeah. quick turnaround from being an expansion team to a to a World Series contender. But you go your first year, three hundred and sixty five days you've been a franchise, and now here you are getting ready to play for Lord Stanley's Cup. I mean, yeah, that's just cool. amazing. Well, wasn't it were the Jaguars like a year old when they played in the AFC title in ninety three or ninety four? Yeah, I think they were. I think they were a year old. Um, I think they were a year old. It was in their second year of, of existence, and Tom Coughlin got them there. It was. Uh, 
I mean, but it's very, like, it's very rare, I mean, to see an expansion team have that much success. I mean, it's just, just unbelievable. Well, it begs the question, as a fan, so, say you and I came on this program, and we were like, yeah, we're Las Vegas Golden Knight fans. Are we bandwagon jumpers, or is it like, you know, this is the first year of existence, so we're starting the fan base? Oh, no, you're not bandwagon, man, like, yeah. I mean, at that at at that point, you know, first year in, yeah, you're you're starting the fan base. I mean, I, I would I would say people only people that live in Vegas would be that initial fan base, and then anybody else that hops on, I mean, yeah, you're just you're just a part of the a part of the ride. So, no, you can't be bandwagoner first year in. Yeah, I didn't think so. I just wanted to cover my bases there. No, no, you're good. <laughs> Not that I have done that, but I was just curious. All yeah, right. you're good. So let's go ahead and get to the hoops news, obviously. Um, we're going to start with Golden State and Houston. Uh, Houston gets a nice win on Wednesday to really make this an even series and makes you believe Houston can make a run in this. And then Golden State, so far today as we are still 11 minutes to go in the game, but Golden State is now up 91-67 uh, in Oracle Arena where Steph Curry and Kevin Durant are just having another one of those crazy games where they don't look like they can miss. Um, they're shooting so far combined 19 of 36. Um, so with a combined 52 points, so that they're, they're tough to beat on nights like that, obviously. Well, Chris Paul and James Harden are not as impressive by any means. They combined 10 of 28. Um, mm-hmm. So, Ben, I think, uh, I think it's safe to say the switch is flipped. Um, the Warriors are doing their thing that Steve Kerr has become a mastermind of putting together. They do not look like they are stoppable in this evening. Um, they are running through the Rockets like they are water. And as we, as the saying goes, lather, rinse, repeat, Warriors. Yeah, um, we talked about that before where, you know, when they're playing downhill, uh, when they're playing in attack mode and they're hitting shots, and they're doing what the Warriors do, and that is play fast, play furious, go on runs, um, and and just do what they do. Then it's a uh, they are just tough to beat. I mean, you see backdoor cuts, you're seeing people run off screens, you're seeing people slip screens, you're seeing them get to the basket, you're seeing people playing off and hitting jump shots. Um, I think the worst thing you could have done, done is nudge a sleeping bear. And when you're, you know, when you're nudging Steph Curry, oh, you know, he hasn't played the way he has been. Is he falling off? Blah blah blah. You kind of tug on that cape a little bit, and you wake those guys up going into Game Three and the Oracle. You kind of knew what was coming. Um, even with, I mean, because the Rockets did play so well in Game Two, um, so you kind of knew what was coming when they got the Oracle. You know, Steph Curry got that good Aisha Curry cooking, um, and and it was just kind of you knew it was kind of going to be one of those kind of games uh, where he was going to play out of you know out of his mind. Kevin Durant is Kevin Durant. You just you don't ever expect a bad game from Kevin Durant. So um, when you get Steph Curry rolling um, and you get those other guys rolling, I mean it's it's uh, they're tough to beat. I mean they're tough to beat. Yeah, they're you know they're outstanding as much as it pains me to say. If you listen to forty eight minutes this, uh, this last week, I 
admitted how great they are and admitted how annoying they are at the same time. You did. I heard it. Yeah. Yeah. I let it all out. Um, that's not even half of what I did on the Cavs. Oof. Which we'll get to that, obviously. Um, so, yeah, obviously, it's just it's what the Cavs, it's what the Warriors do. It's anytime you count them out, they find a way to tell you that they're not dead. They're the Undertaker, basically. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, even tonight in a night where their bench isn't giving them anything, uh, Livingston, Looney, and Young are the only ones, and Jordan Bell are the only bench players that have played. And they mm-hmm. have a combined 12 points between the three of them, uh-huh. between the four of them, with only three of them scoring. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. By the way, Chris Paul has 10 rebounds again, so maybe we just haven't noticed this thing in his career where he's actually a really good rebounder. Um, yeah, it must It must be. I think, too, though, a lot of that is that when you're playing a jump-shooting team, um, guards tend to get a lot of offside rebounds. Um, so I think that that's kind of the case. When you're playing teams that shoot the ball outside um, – you're going to get that where he's going to get some rebounds. So, um, but 10 rebounds for Chris Paul is kind of, I, I, you know, it's kind of unheard of, I guess. I mean, but he's done it here uh, in the last couple games. So maybe we just haven't, maybe we haven't noticed that he's a good rebounder. Yeah, maybe so. Um, at this point though, what can the Rockets throw at them? Anything? Is there anything they can do? Like, is there any chance this series gets past? Thursday when that would be game five um gosh I your best bet your best bet if you're the Rockets um you've just got to and I they've tried to do it well they've tried to do it where they've uh tried to beat up on Steph Curry a little bit um but I I don't even know if that'll work man I, I mean I just think that I think that he is just way too good of a player. He's a lot tougher than what people think he is. Um, I don't don't know what you do with the rock. I mean, it's obvious that, you know, unless your bench guys are are playing out of their mind, like you're not, you're, you're just not going to get, you're just not going to get enough firepower to, to play with, you know, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond, KD, um, even when the Golden State Warriors bench isn't playing as well as they usually do, those four are playing out of their mind as usual. So, um, and then you got Iggy Dalla, you know, you know, it, it's it's tough to say for the Rockets. I don't. I mean, you can see that that when they play defense, um, they're able to do things. But there's some things there's just, you can't. There's no defense for. I mean. When Steph Curry is shooting the way he is and KD shoots the way he is, there's really nothing you can really do about it besides just sit back and take it. So um, I don't see it. I mean, I see it going back to Houston. Um, you know, I had picked the Rockets in seven, but I I mean, I don't think they got enough bullets in the gun, kind of like Barney Fife. Uh, I don't think they got enough bullets in the gun to be able to, to hang with uh, Golden State and their squad of killers. It's not fun anymore. It's, it's, no, it's not. It's not. like It's not. And, and honestly, it's like, it's almost like, uh, it's almost like the Patriot way. You know what I mean? Like, actually, I enjoy the Patriots. Like... I do enjoy, I do enjoy <laughs> the Patriots. I do, I enjoy the Patriots. I, I love that they're able to accomplish what they accomplish. Um, and it's like, it's like 
Alabama football. Like, oh no, that I can go without the rest of my life without them winning. <laughs> but I mean, but but the way they do things and the way they get things done and accomplished, um, like it, like you said, it's like wash, rinse, repeat. Like it's like you can you're going to bet that they're going to be playing for a national championship, just like you can bet that Tom Brady's going to play till he's fifty two. Um, and he's going to get to another four Super Bowls. I mean, it's it's just, I mean, it's just the way that they do things. When you have that stability, and, and, and Steve Kerr, got got to give that guy a lot of credit with all the egos and the players on that team. He's kind of a maestro of all that. When you've got people that believe in your system and what you do and how how you coach and respond to things, um, it makes a world of difference. I think that's a lot of reason why the Spurs had the success that they have. Because when your leaders and your best guys believe in your head coach, it makes things just that much more easier. And everybody kind of falls in line. So when you see Tom Brady talking with Belichick and them guys are going through stuff, even though Belichick's a defensive guy, he's not really an offensive guy. But when you see those guys fall in line with their leader – it makes that system and that team that much more better. So um, Golden State is just along those lines. I, I agree. Um, you know, it's just, it is what it is at this point. Um, I get people like watching that. I don't. Um, but if they play the Celtics in the finals, I'm going to be pulling for them because I can't watch the Celtics win a championship. <laughs> no, actually, like, I don't know who I'd want to lose less. Like the Warriors are on my list of teams that might as well be Al Qaeda, up there with like <laughs> up there with the Pittsburgh Steelers and the Pittsburgh Pirates. And, oh wow! Yeah. Um, wow, your hatred is real, bro. Yeah, your hatred is real. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's pretty bitter. You could say it's on the side of salt, but yes, it is. It's good. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> God. All right, so let's talk about the other conference finals. Um, the Cavaliers, after my tangent of blowing up on them in 48 minutes, where I basically called out how much they suck, which I still believe they suck. I just think that they suck less when their guys actually want to play. And for some reason at the queue, they're a lot better in their home comfort than they are on the road, which is mind-boggling to me how much of a difference that makes for them, um, especially considering they had home court advantage in the Pacers series, and that went seven. Mm-hmm. But uh, unbelievable performance from the whole team in Saturday night's game. Obviously, LeBron James does LeBron James things. Um, but, you know, the rest of the crew, Kyle Korver has been really good these playoffs. I don't understand why people don't talk about that or why, Ty- why Tyron Lue hasn't noticed it. He had another 14-point game last night where he was perfect from the field. He could not miss, literally. There isn't mm-hmm. like a, oh, yeah, he couldn't miss metaphorically. That really happened. Um Kevin Love gives them a double-double. Tristan Thompson has a, has a solid game for them. Uh, George Hills continued to play well. Jared Smith has a game where he doesn't suck for once in the playoffs. Um, <laughs> Jordan Clarkson and uh, Jordan Clarkson, Larry Nance Jr. actually get some minutes, and they actually get to play, and they play well. So, Ben, they're down 2-1. But I tell you what, man, I think... I think I'm not going to go on a limb and say they're going to come back and win this series, not, though I do think it's extremely possible when you have LeBron James on your team. But I feel a lot better about them than I do the other side with Houston. Um, 
I do. I do feel a little bit better um, than I do with the Houston-Golden State series. I would agree with that. Um, I still don't think that – I still don't think that supporting cast um, of the Cavaliers uh, is going to give them – is going to give them enough to make it a series. I think that they showed a flash of it. Um, I think they showed a flash – of it last night where they were able to hit some shots and, and, um, but I think bottom line to it is that, um, I don't think that that's, I don't think it's going to be a series where we're going to be like, Oh man, you know, Cavaliers are going to battle back, blah, blah, blah. I, I just think that Boston is the better team. I don't know. Um, LeBron is going to be LeBron. The problem is, is that I don't think the supporting cast can be the supporting cast three more times. Um, like they were last night. I don't think they can do it. Um, JR is spotty at best. George Hill. George Hill's playing all right. Kyle Korver doesn't play enough. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think that the rest of those guys, I don't think the rest of those guys can be that way for another three times where Boston is off and Cleveland is on. I just don't think it can happen. Um, I think game four, I think Boston will get them in Cleveland. Um, and then you get to game five, you're back in Boston, and they take control. So um, I just don't think Cle- Cleveland's supporting Cle- Now, I do think LeBron will have another 40-point game in him, but I don't think I don't think that the supporting cast can do um, what they did last night three more times. Just don't think it'll happen. Well, honestly, I think you just need at home. I just think you need LeBron to have a good enough game, and he can he can get you a W at home. Um, so I'm not worried there. I think they'll win. To, I think they'll win Monday night. Um, but I'm gonna do a little history here for you, Ben. You ready for this? Yes, sir. I'm gonna go back to a year of 2016 where some very similar things happened. Where in the championship rounds, um, the Cavaliers were on the road the first two games, and they lost convincingly. Mm-hmm. And then they won Game Three by 0-30. Oh. So what happened for these first three games, Ben? They lost convincingly on the road, and then they won last night by 30. You know what else happened in 2016? Alabama won the national championship. <laughs> you know what happened this past year? Alabama won the national championship. Well, actually, really, they didn't. Shout out to Central Florida. Go oh, Knights. there we go. Here it comes. <laughs> so. And I don't think they should have been in the playoff anyway, but that's, you know, you can't not have Alabama, and I get it. Correct, correct. So, with that being said, I think that they can. I think that Larry Nance Jr. and Kyle Korver make them formidable. I think that they have a shot to really make this a series. I don't know if they're going to win. I very would not, I would not be shocked in the least bit if they do win. Um just strictly because they have LeBron, but yeah. the, the only reason they won't win is Tyron Lue is going to get in their way. He's going to do oh, something gosh, really yes. stupid. You're absolutely right. Guy's going to do something dumb. Right. He's going to have some dumb idea that's going to cost him a game at some point. Like last night, they played so dominant that Tyron Lue didn't have to do anything. He kind of could just sit there with his arms crossed. Mm-hmm. Um, much like Allen Iverson crossed him many of times. Ooh. Ooh, true. Yeah. True. Yeah. I said it. Yeah. <laughs> what of it? 
Yeah, um, I, yeah, I think you're right there. I think, um, I think the clear, the clear distinction on the coaching factor, um, it goes goes to Boston. Um, but at some point, I think you're right. I think Tyrone Lee will cost them a game. You know, you know what this series doesn't have enough of though. When I keep watching these these, these three games so far, and I've been like, man, the pace of the game is really nice. Oh no, it's not. This series just mm. hasn't had enough whistles, you know. Like I just I don't think we've heard the whistle blow enough in this series. I don't think it's been every forty five seconds and every time someone gets in the paint. Have you oh, know, yeah. Do you think there's a, do you think they've blown the whistle not enough? Because I think the ref show has not gone on enough. Because it feels like the referees just need their moment in these series, don't they? Oh, I mean, I think that's the biggest time of them for for them to get their moment. I mean, why not? blow your whistle every 18 seconds and stop the flow of a basketball game. Why not the referee in the striped shirt be the star of the Eastern Conference Finals? I mean, what do you expect, Tim Daniel? What do you expect? I mean, the referee needs to get their shine on as well. So um, I think it should be blown more. I mean, who doesn't want to see the ref out there just calling all kinds of stuff? I mean, that's why I watch. Yeah, I mean, Ed Hockley is jealous of the time that these guys are getting on camera. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. So, yeah, going back to the important things of basketball, LeBron's going to win them another at least two games. This series is at least going seven, and there's no one I trust more in the world in Game 7 than LeBron James. I'm just not going to go ahead and predict that they're going to win. I, I would agree with that. Um, LeBron is definitely the X factor. The only issue... The only issue that that's going to be is is LeBron's going to going to account for sixty five percent of the points, but and Kevin Love's going to give you another you know ten percent, but who's going to give you those other points? I mean, if he decides to play Kyle Korver the way he should play Kyle Korver, then Which Kyle Korver has the you know he has the ability to give you those extra points. Um, I just don't think that I don't think Jr. can be. I just don't think he can be that guy consistently over the series. I mean, he's already proven that. Um, George Hill is going to play well because I mean he's just a veteran. Um, but it just depends on if he shoots well. You know, you got to. I I do like the fact that they're going. They're using Nance a little bit more because I think he's a guy that can can give you. A little spark off the bench, um, yep. but you know, other than that, I mean, they're going to have to find a way to get some guys that can get some get some good buckets without LeBron having to go for forty six, forty seven, or forty eight points uh, every night of the series. Because if that happens, because if that happens, then when the Warriors play them in the final, it'll be a sweep and it won't be close. Yeah, I completely agree. So. I'm not expecting them to win the championship by any means. I'm just kind of expecting this. But the real – I mean, but honestly, like I said, Ty Lue is going to get in their way. He's going to cost them one of the – he's going to cost them the next loss they have somehow. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's going to be like, man, they're really getting to the paint on us a lot. Let's not adjust that at all. Let's just let them do it. Right. Yeah. I mean yeah. when when the Cavaliers are on the defense side of the ball, it's like Avengers with Thanos. He just snaps his fingers and no one's there. So – <laughs> I would say spoiler alert, but I mean the movie's made like four billion dollars. People have seen yeah, it. Yes, everybody's yeah. seen it. Yeah, for sure. 
All right, man. So let's touch on this real quick because the big news besides – well, we'll get to the lottery a bit too and to kind of get give, give some results there. Um, yeah, absolutely. But Zach Lowe's podcast comes out and says that Minnesota Timberwolves star player center Carl Anthony Towns and his beloved franchise are not in a good place. And there have been some internal discussions about potentially moving the star 21-year-old center where mm-hmm. I said, hey, Chicago – Make a phone call. Let's make this happen. Trade him Levine and Dunn and all those guys back, and bring him here and keep marketing and Towns. And I don't care what the hell else you do because that enough is that's enough to make the playoffs in the East. But You're right. <laughs> um. So, with that being said, Carl uh, Anthony Towns apparently not in a good place. And are you shocked by this? Are you surprised? Because I'm slightly surprised. But then again, I'm thinking of all the time Tibbs was in Chicago and all the players he just didn't see eye to eye with and all the like, all the battles that he had with players that you heard about. And I went, oh, maybe it's a trend. Yeah. Um, I'm not surprised. Um, a lot of times when you get, um, when you get other stars um, around – around stars that are used to being the only star, it makes it difficult. Um, I, I, I could imagine Tibbs probably um, wants a lot out of out of him. Um, I think Jimmy Butler understands that and knows that but by playing with Tibbs. Um, but I think for a young player, a lot of times – they're not used to being pushed in a way maybe that that Tibbs is pushing them. So there's going to be a little bit of discord. Um, I, I, I didn't see that coming. I mean, I, th- I thought that they their core group of guys uh, that they have, I mean, you know, I, I thought that they could be uh, in the hunt if you bring a couple guys in. But um, it doesn't shock me. It doesn't surprise me that he's not happy. I mean. Uh, I don't think they're at where they want to be. I think he wants to be the man, um, but I don't think that he wants to do defensively, play as hard defensively um, as Tibbs may want him to play. So there could be a little bit of discord there. Um, Also, too, when you have Jimmy Butler, I mean, Jimmy Butler is going to take plays away from Carl Anthony Towns because Jimmy Butler, I mean, he's a – He's a scorer, a player, and, and can make things happen. So, And there's comfortability there. I mean, Tibbs has coached Jimmy Butler for years. You get him to Minnesota, now, you know, that's his guy. And Carl Anthony Towns is almost, um, well, not on the back burner, but he's not he's not as comfortable as Butler is with him. So um, you, can see, you can see there being a possibly a little bit of discord there. Um, Part of that, I think, maybe is is um, youth on Carl Anthony Towns' part, um, not understanding that you know when a when the coach is pushing you, um, that you know that doesn't always mean that's a bad thing. Um, but sometimes too, when you're used to being an all star and being the man, when you have somebody else come in, some people can't deal with that. So it'll be interesting to see what they do and how that works out. Um, it would. I don't think that he'll be a Timberwolf next year if that's the case. Um, so I don't. I don't know. Sometimes young guys have a hard time with dealing with coaches that are hard nosed. 
Um, they don't know how to take them. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see how that all plays out. Yeah, I, I, I don't believe in any way, shape, or form the Wolves are going to shop them. I, I really don't. I think that that's just too risky. Um, I think that a lot of teams that have these players that are disgruntled are going to learn a lot from this Kyrie Irving trade where they're going to go, oh, man, I'm sorry you feel that way, but hey, training camp's in a couple weeks, so we hope to see you there. Right, yeah. I think we're going to see the league move towards that after that whole thing where the Cavaliers just fucked that up so hard. Right, yeah, I, I would agree with that. Um, I, I think you're spot on with that. I think that there is a um, there's something to be said about the Cleveland Cavaliers and how they did the Kyrie thing um, because they really put themselves behind the eight ball. Uh, with that, so I, I definitely agree with that. I think that teams are going to start holding Pat and and making these young players under their contracts and and say, hey, you're going to be where we tell you to be, and you're going to report to training camp, um, and you're going to play for our team whether you like it or not. Because bottom line, all this is is that you're a contracted player, um, and if you breach that contract, I mean, you're in breach of of what you've signed on to do. Just like if anybody else, you know, signs a contract for a job. So, I think a lot of teams are going to start holding, holding, holding their ground and saying, "Okay, you're going to play, you're going to play out your contract, and when you become a free agent, then you can do whatever you want." Yeah, I think that's what's going to happen. Um, all right, so last thing here was touching the lottery real quick. Obviously, the Suns have become the winners. Um, a lot of conflicting reports between are they going to take DeAndre Ayton or Luka Doncic. Uh, Luka just had his. Last couple of games, apparently, so he says. Apparently, there's reports out where he's considering not coming to the NBA. I don't buy that at all. Um, all right. And then DeAndre Ayton, who a lot of people thought was the number one pick for the longest time. This is a this is a pretty this is probably about I would say this draft's about seven eight players deep of really good players. Mm-hmm. Um, those two, Jaron Jackson, Marvin Bagley, you know, Miles Bridges, Mikael Bridges. Um, there's a lot of solid. There's some decent talent talent in this draft. Uh, poor Memphis, who is projected to be the second pick, drops a four. Because the lottery is so stupid. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, what, what? Where are you? Where are you leaning right now in Luca versus Aiton? What do you? What do you got? Um, the only thing, uh, the Luca thing scares me, and, and I'm not saying that he's not going to come to the NBA. But when you're dealing with a European player, there's always that possibility where he's like, oh, you know what? I really don't like Phoenix. So then he's like, okay, well, if we take him first and he's like, well, I'm going to I think I'm going to go back to Europe, which I don't think is going to happen. But we've seen it in the past. I mean, it's happened before where, you know, a guy is like, oh, you know, I'm I'm just going to play out. I'm going to play in Europe another year or two or whatever. You know, you run the risk. Now, granted, you do have that player's rights, but you still technically lose a draft pick because you don't get a player for that. Like your player stayed in Europe. So um, that's your only fear when you're, when you're dealing with with the European, you know, European player. Um, I think you almost have to go with the, with the sure thing. I mean, I, I mean, I like Luke. I think he's going to be a phenomenal player. For sure. But, you know, right now, Aiton is your, is your, uh, Guaranteed, your guaranteed sure thing is DeAndre Ayton. I mean, I think you have to lean that way. 
uh, seven footers, you know, seven footers don't come easy. Um, and Arizona has been dying for a big man. So I think you almost have to go with Aiton. Yeah, I do too. Um, I think that, uh, you know, don't get me wrong. The prospect of Luca and Devin Booker together sounds amazing and fun, yes. but I agree. Um, especially considering they have another pick in the first round. So, mm-hmm. yeah, there's, there's a couple things they can do there. Um, but yeah, I'm going to stick with that. I, I lean towards DeAndre Eaton as well, but we got We're going to be speculating this for a couple weeks, obviously. So with that being said, let's go ahead and wrap up this week's edition of garbage time here on the 48 minutes network. Where once again the Golden State Warriors destroyed the Houston Rockets by final <laughs> 126 to 85. Uh, 40, what? No. Wow. Ow. God. That's. Wow. Forget all of that. Alrighty. So on behalf of Ben Brown, this is Tim Daniel. Apple Podcasts, iTunes, five star. Stitcher, five star. Google Play, five star. Everyone have a good night and enjoy the week of basketball. WNBA time's upon us, by the way, and we're going to be tuning in on that as well this year. year, So check it out. Awesome. See you guys.